Welcome to The Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. Before I even met our next guest, people were telling me how authentically kind she is. I knew what they meant right away. It sort of radiates from her presence. Lou Parker is an award-winning television anchor in Los Angeles, a former Miss USA, and the founder of Be Kind and Co. Welcome, Lou. I'm so excited to be able to introduce our listeners to you today. How are you? I'm great, Nicole. Happy Friday. Yeah. Although when people listen to this, it'll be Thursday. So we'll just tell people, hey, happy Friday is going to be almost here tomorrow. <laughs> you know what? We always laugh. Um, my coworkers, um, you know, I work in TV news. And so I, I always am saying happy Friday, looking forward to Friday, but I do it on a sometimes even on a Monday or a Tuesday. And they're like, you're not allowed to talk about Friday on Mondays and Tuesdays. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I am. And then Thursday becomes Little Friday. So today... Uh, we're we're listening to this podcast on a little Friday. I love, that. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Hey, what's life looking like for you these days in the newsroom? There's a pandemic and wildfires and an election and like what a crazy time to be in a newsroom. It is unbelievable, to be honest. I mean, it's unbelievable for everyone. I think I think we're all sort of saying 2020, what else can you bring me? You know, and now we've got fires here as well. So it's like election, pandemic fires. Um, you know, I, I, I've been doing the news business for so many years and LA market is it's never ending. So it's, you know, there's always breaking news if it's not an election or not, you know, fires or not a pandemic, there's always something going on. But right now it is a little crazy, but you know, just with life, I go in, I do my job. I try not to take in the negative energy. Um, and because I'm having to take it all in and then give it out as well. Mm -hmm. So I really work on trying to not process all of it, right? Because you just can't, it could, it literally could depress me, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I try to push through it and sort of like your book, the negativity remedy, right? You just sort of like take, take, you almost repel like, and just say, no, I'm not going to take in that energy. And then of course, like yesterday we had a guy on, I booked a segment for us about this TikTok star who has like 3.3 million followers. Yeah. And he does acts of kindness and videos where he tips people extra or compliments them. And so the great thing is I get to tell those stories. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it brings a little light into the newscast. Mm -hmm. It's interesting you say that I had a conversation with my 10-year-old son today uh, because we got in the car and the news was on in the car and I turned it off and he goes, Mom, why do you always turn off the news? <laughs> and I thought, well, to him, I bet you it looks like I do because, you know, if he's in the room, I'm like, okay, it's not even necessarily to protect him from anything. It's because I want to spend time and hear what he has to say um, and yep. get my news other times. But... I, I did have a conversation with him about what it was like when I worked in the news business. And I said, you know, buddy, there are so many things that um, that really bothered me about about the news. And really what it came down to, just like you said, is that negativity. And, and the mm -hmm. fact that you've learned to shield yourself from that is really amazing. And I think it's it's probably something that that the rest of us out of the business could do, you know, just in our daily lives to help us to mm -hmm. have a more positive outlook. Do you have any specific keys to how you were able to kind of train your brain to do that? You know, it's interesting if we look at 
I mean, I don't know if it's healthy or not. I mean, but at the same time, yes, I guess you do have a great point in that I've learned to, now there are some days where my heart is way open and some random story just, you know, makes, brings tears. Um, But I think over the 25 years, I've just learned that life happens, right? And I'm, I'm getting a lot of it, right? I'm getting the worst of the worst. And just to know that Oh, um, it comes in, I share it, um, and we just have to, it's almost like in meditation, it's hard to explain, but you know what they say in meditation, as the thoughts come by, you know, if they're flowing by, don't try to stop them and analyze it, just let them continue to flow, acknowledge them, so I'm going to acknowledge that the election's going on, I'm going to acknowledge that, you know, animals are dying in a wildfire, which freaks me out, Um, I'm going to, you know, acknowledge that there's a quarantine and, and people are dying from COVID, and I even have to get the numbers of the deaths in every county, which is just becomes numbing, right? Mm-hmm. But I just let that flow past me as opposed to taking it in and letting it eat at my soul, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's similar to non-attachment. I think actually that I posted about just last night, it's funny that, you, that we're talking about this right now. There's this Buddhist thought that, about non-attachment. And it's not not being attached to things. It's not like going into a relationship and just being detached. But it's about not being attached to the good or the bad so much so that you are not in the present anymore. Does that make sense? So, like, let's talk about, say, um, uh, social media. So, you know, you get these likes, right, and you're, like, attached to the likes. Mm-hmm. And and I am too, you know, you're like, oh, they think I look pretty or, oh, they like my dress or whatever. But then occasionally that negative one will come in. It's like, you know, blah, 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 you know, and it's like, blah, blah. and I put more stock in that negative sometimes than I do in the positive. And that's where that attachment goes to, right? So all of a sudden I'm attached to the negative. But if I can learn to not be attached to the positive or the negative, just be like, okay, this is my flow with the news, with social media, with life when people get you know, spastic around me as well, or Mm -hmm. if I get spastic inside, just not be attached to it and let it flow and appreciate what's happening. That's the best advice I can give. And I'm not exactly sure if that's even advice, but that's how I work through it. Yeah, that's fantastic. And as you're saying Mm -hmm. it, I think about the years of you having to have dealt with haters. I mean, 25 years in the news business, yes. But before that, mm-hmm. you were Miss USA. You know, you were fourth runner-up mm-hmm. in the Miss Universe pageant. I mean, that's <laughs> awesome, and it's going to bring out haters, right? Like, oh, she's not all that, She whatever. They're going to say things yeah. that are they, they don't know you and yet are critical of you. So yeah. did the younger you handle this as well? You know, I did. I When I was... when. I look back at myself in my 20s. I won when I was 25, I think. And and I was very naive. I, I feel like I still am sort of naive and gullible. Um, and I was naive and gullible back then. I just was still a really hard worker and a mm-hmm. goal setter and um, had high hopes for life. I still do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, even though the haters came and, again, remember, social media didn't exist back then, though. So I wasn't getting I, – I wasn't – if there were a lot of haters out there, I didn't really get them unless it was in public or in person, or maybe it affected my a relationship or, um, you know, like a job kind of thing if mm-hmm. they didn't like pageant people. But, um, you know, I just flowed through it. But, you know, it, even competing in pageants is tough. You know, I mean, <laughs> women can be difficult on women, you know, even at that young of an age. And so I think 
that was my first introduction to, because I, I grew up like, everybody loves everybody, and I'm happy, and life is good, and <laughs> why would you not like me, you know, like, what, what have I done that you don't like me, you know, and so at 25, I was like, oh, not everybody's going to like me, and it's not about me, necessarily, you know, it's like that right. four agreements um, book, it's, it's not about you, right? So I, I try to remember that sometimes when the haters do come or if negativity sometimes comes or if someone's mean or distant, I always have to say, okay, first of all, what have I done? Okay, I don't think I've done anything, but I have to look and say maybe something's happening in their life that is affecting them to now reflect back poorly on me. And if you look at that and appreciate that, I think that gives you more empathy as well to say, you know, maybe don't take that personally. Maybe let's stop and think, like, how can I help them release whatever is painful for them right now in their life? Mm -hmm. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, hey, listen, easier said than done, but it's it's a practice. I mean, you know, kindness is a practice. Right, right, exactly. And you do get better at it. And it does come more naturally as time goes on. But I'll, I'll still find that my brain will hitch on something, whether it's a, um, a critical word from someone or yeah. a, a mean action that I see, you know, it's like, uh, uh, okay, we got to work through that. Like you said, the non-attachment, like let it flow through and let's, let's move on and look to the, to the rest of the good. Mm-hmm. And, and yes, Nicole, but, and then we also have to look at like, sometimes messages are, I, I'm a big sign watcher, right? Looking for the signs of the universe telling me, yes, go with this. Yes, don't go with that. Do this. But I also look at when positives and negatives, specifically the negatives come in, you know, can I look at that and say, okay, what if, I mean, unless it's something like, you know, your knees are ugly or something like I can't (laughs) really fix that. Right. Um, But, um, but you know, if they say something about whatever, you know, maybe I can look at that and say, okay, well, maybe I can adjust that or change that. And, and I'm specifically more talking about like in relationships, you know, if someone, mm-hmm. if you keep hearing a word that is related to you, or if people keep bringing up a, a word, not just one person, but maybe at some point you have to look in the mirror and go, okay, why does that word continue to, or that description continue to show up? Maybe I need to look at that, right? right? And and see what that feels like and looks like for me and what I'm projecting on other people. Mm-hmm. What a humble position to always be be honoring the other person by at least thinking about, is there a kernel of truth in there? Is there something there that I need mm-hmm. to work on and change? Other than, you know, like ugly knees. <laughs> or or yeah, not ugly liking, knees, exactly. Yeah. yeah, thank you for not liking the color of my lipstick and posting it on social media. I appreciate that, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it, those things don't bother me. It's like, that's just people being grumpy and home and bored and stuff. It's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. You just got to let, that's total non-attachment. You got to let that go. We'll get back to our conversation with Lou Parker in just a moment. But first, our kindness call. Hi, I'm Joanne and I'm a nurse and have been a nurse for 50 years at Samford Women's Health. And I have been blessed to take care of moms having babies, obstetrics and gynecology. So I have been around long enough in my job, which was 39 years at the same job. And I've been blessed to be a nurse to watch mamas 
be pregnant and then have their babies. So I've been around for two generations. So I took care of the moms and then their daughters were back to have their babies. So I've been around for two generations and a great blessing to see those moms go through their pregnancy and then come back with that baby at six weeks and the joy of the job was seeing the outcome. So uh, very good blessings of being a nurse for a long time in obstetrics and gynecology and I even had one special patient who named their daughter after me because she loved her nurse and that was such a blessing to me. So kindness is good. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. You mentioned um, just, you know, your heartbreaking from the animals in the wildfire that are dying. And I know that you ha- are an animal advocate and you have just this huge heart. And right now, along with your huge heart, you have a huge dog, Moose. <laughs> Moose do. and I are friends on, <laughs> on social media. <laughs> Tell me about Moose. So I I lost my dog um, of 12 years last October, and and if anybody out there has owned animals or had animals or a parent to an animal, you know it's like a family member. So I lost him, and I was like, I can't replace him. He's not replaceable. Like, there's no getting – and then about six months later, I was like, life's not the same without a dog. So I started looking. I wanted to rescue, of course, and um, so I started going online, and a couple of them fell through, you know, with adoption, um, you know, somebody – got ahead of me or whatever. And then all of a sudden, one day I see this post of this dog and it says, who likes big puppies? We like big puppies. And I was like, I like big puppies. And he was like, sort of, sort of an overgrown puppy at like four months. He just looked like he was going to probably be big, but not, you know, as big as he is now. But um, I called and as fate has it, they were like, would you like to FaceTime with him on Thursday night? And I was like, sure. I didn't know you could FaceTime with the dog, but so I FaceTimed with him. I went and met him. It was love at first sight. Um, I got him a week later, and he will not stop growing. I mean, I can't. He, so he is almost eight months, and he weighed 75 pounds a month. Um, 25 days ago, I'm taking him to the vet on Saturday. I bet he's going to be 90 pounds. He gains like 10 pounds every 21 days. Oh. But he is so sweet and gentle with like little dogs and children and people. He doesn't know how big he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just brought joy back into my life. Um, you know, that was missing from when monkey passed and it's just been so special. I don't have kids, so it's, you know, it's more, it's more my mothering and nurturing component, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really interesting to teaching him not tricks but obedience you know and and he's big so he can pull you down i don't need him jumping on people because he you know he can knock somebody down he's 90 almost 90 pounds right um but again let's go back to life right i'm expecting to get a dog yeah i like big puppies thinking yeah he could he might be 70 pounds he's probably going to be 100 pounds (laughs) and i'm just going to have to deal with it right like there's what am i i can't you know it's like what are you going to do you know, you'll, so, you'll be able to share like, clothes. You'll be the same size. <laughs> flow in, flow into the whatever's happening, right? Yeah, it's awesome though. It's so amazing, and and animals are a big, a big part of my life. And you know, I just it pains me to think about all the animals in the wild who are you know they don't understand what's going on, and um, it just 
you know, of course, people losing their homes, too. It just, it, all of it breaks my heart. Um, mm-hmm. The animals just have no place to go, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so, anyway, I try not, and, he, and and also when I put him to bed every night, you know, he's sleeping on, like, a cushy bed on the floor with two blankets and his own pillow. You know, he's all, like, <laughs> squishy. And I did this with Monkey, too. And I always would just give him them a kiss at night, and I always say, let's say a little prayer for all the dogs and kitties, too are in the shelter still, you know, let's hope that they get out Aww. at some point. Cause it's like, you know, he's yeah. spoiled, you know, but not all dogs have that life, you know, just right. like people, I guess. And it's interesting that you can kind of yeah. use him as your, as your reminder to be gra- to, to mm-hmm. be grateful. It's like a, a gratitude practice each night, right? To be able to mm-hmm. say that and say, yeah, there's, we've got it. We have got it good. Let's be grateful for this moment. Well, and he also has an Instagram page, right? It's Moose Dog LA. And what I do with that is I post pictures, but then I do it from a point of view. Like I always have him say something like, Mom says, you know, it's important to, you know, you know, be nice when you're meeting new friends or, or whatever, you know, just sort of. I try to send messages of kindness and empathy and sweetness and everything through him as well. Mm-hmm. And you're doing it now. I mean, I don't know if it's thanks to the pandemic that it's kind of grown so much, but you're doing it through your own separate business, Be Kind and Co. And, yes. you know, so is that something because it seems like I had followed it and then it, there was like this huge overhaul after or throughout yeah. the pandemic. So what was What's what is that vessel for you? Okay, so I I started Be Kind and Co. Um, two years ago, mainly as a passion project, and it was sort of um, like an a little bit overblown blog for the most part. But I just got it out there. I didn't know the universe was telling me you've got to put something out. Like it just and it, this is what it became, right? So it was sort of a an overblown blog. I let it simmer for two years. I continue to post about the concept of kindness. I started doing speaking engagements, which, you know, you and I um, became friends about talking about and understanding because I know you speak as well. And um, and then, you know, um, earlier this year and around, I guess, in April, May or so, I was like, you know what? It's time. Like, this is just sitting here. Like, it, I, I, I want to do more with it. And that's where... I've really struggled with it because I know that um, it's what I'm supposed to be doing. It's my passion. I'm being so strongly pulled um, Mm -hmm. in that direction. But when you take a business um, or a concept, you know, why you're seeing more, Nicole, is because I've hired now a branding person, a person who's, who's basically giving, who's saying, okay, this is the concept of the business. This is where we want to take it. This is your message. And now I have someone, a content editor who I work with every single day after my real job. I work like three hours a night, <clears throat> you know, connecting people, um, including you and all these different people together to come and contribute and write, right, mm-hmm. to continue to spread the message. So they're contributing writers. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, and it's and uh, we're moving on and doing a bunch of other stuff too. I want to do merchandise, and I you know I have all these dreams. I was terrified because you know it costs money, right, and time. <laughs> and right. I'm thinking, so it's a pandemic. Everyone's hoarding and like you know hunkering down with their money. I should be doing the same thing too. I should be hoarding as well. Plus, I need to buy a house. My mom told me to buy a house. You know, I shouldn't <laughs> be spending money here to invest in a business. 
and there was a lot of fear around it. And I met this woman um, who I was working with on another concept, and she said, let me send you this fear exercise. And I was like, okay. And we went through this fear exercise about what's the worst thing that could happen if you start, you know, if you start investing in this and you hire the, this guy and these two people. And, you know, then you have to say, what's the worst thing? And then there's this whole exercise to it. And in the end, when I finished that exercise and heard a blog that Ariana Huffington wrote about that she didn't even start Huffington Post until she was 55 and another um, Thrive Global until she was 66, just one day it hit me and I was like, you know what, let's do it. You know, and so I have gone all in and it is so much work, but, you know, for the for those listening, if you have a passion, if you have something that is pulling you that how Be Kind and Co. is pulling me and how kindness is pulling Nicole and like wanting to write the book. I mean, writing a book is hard too. I can't imagine, Nicole. It's like so much work. Mm-hmm. But when when you're in that work and you and three hours pass and you're tired but you're not like annoyed, you know you're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right? When you get up in the morning or you're going to bed at night thinking about how excited you are about the project that you're working on or the passion, if it's like starting a small business or if it's whatever, you're writing a book or whatever the company is that you want to start or whatever the passion is, um, I would suggest pushing through that fear because fear can immobilize us. It really, and I I have really struggled with it for this this summer and I'm still terrified every day, every month, you know, when I think about yeah. what am I doing but it just feels right. And so that's where I am in the space. And, um, you know, there's so much to do and so many, so much, so many messages to share with people. And, and I think people also want to share their messages and there's amazing writers who are coming on board who really want to be a part of the movement. And just like you said, in your town, so many people are reading your book and, you know, they're getting on board and, and that will propel other people to do to pick up and say, I can do this too. I can mm-hmm. fulfill my dream as well, whatever that dream looks like. And it's interesting because, okay, so just reading through your Wikipedia page or any bio about you is enough to I, – I know you, and I reread it this morning in, in preparation for this interview, and I was like – Oh boy. Like, you know, it just, it's overwhelming to think of like, I'll never be, you know, you can look at somebody else and say, I'm not mm-hmm. like that. I'll never get to be like that on or, or, mm-hmm. or just, you know, just I do it all the time. Yeah. Right. And I think it's so yeah. important as strong women to say, okay, if you are, if you have this passion in your heart for something and you are afraid or you feel like, well, I could never do it as well as somebody else does it. Do it anyway, because we feel that way. I do. And I'm, you know, I'm at a, you're at this level and I'm at a a different level. And it's like, it doesn't matter because we're both pursuing what we love. And, and I just, yeah, I'm, I'm all about encouraging other people to, to say, yep, I see you fear. And as you would say, like, don't attach to it, you know, and just let it go. Well, uh, some fear is good, right? Some fear is good because if you, if you're nervous about it, then that means that you're like, something's telling you like it's moving something in you. Right. Right. But you also have to remember, like if you focus too much on the fear, it literally can immobilize you. Right. And then what you can start doing is looking out and going, 
you know, because you and I could even do it to each other, right, and think like, well, she's already in the kindness space. Well, I can't get in the kindness space because then she's going to take that kindness space and then this kind of space. But it's totally the opposite. It's like there's so much kindness space in the world. Like It's like we need like 100,000 other people doing yes, kindness space, yes, right? So yes. that we can all be there, right? Or you know, you could, if you're wanting to open an auto shop or whatever, and you think, well, there's an auto shop, you know, down, you know, down the street. Uh, but if that's your passion, you can't start. Everything's already been done. Right. Think about it. Everything's already been done. You're not creating anything new unless you're Steve Jobs and you, you know, do some kind of computer thing. But pretty much everything's been done. Every article that you read is just a uh, a change, a twist, right, uh, on from someone else's voice. And you're telling your kindness voice from Nicole's experience. I'm telling my kindness story from the experiences that I've had. No, everyone is unique. Everyone out there, you're unique. You're, in, you're an individual. No one else has your story. And that is the key that you need and the point that you need to focus on, that you're the unique person and tell your story people need to hear it from your point of view. And there's room for all of us. Lou Parker, thank all you for talking with me today. And and you just like, <laughs> I think you just pumped up every person who's listening there. Like, yes, I matter. Oh, I have I things to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great brand of kindness right there. Thank you. Lou, well, if so they much. want to also too, they can always go. Um, I did that fear exercise. Um, they can go to bekindandco.com and then it's forward slash no fear and download that for free. And I'm telling you, I don't know why I, I, it changed everything for me. I don't know why it might not for you, but for me, for whatever reason, it's a very simple exercise, but it, it made me realize like stop obsessing about what ifs and the fear of like missing out or doing something wrong. Yes. It's awesome. It is awesome. You're the best. Go with that. Hey, I think you're the best too. Thank you for joining me in this (laughs) kindness atmosphere. I appreciate it. That was a conversation with Los Angeles news anchor and founder of Be Kind & Co., Lou Parker. Join her kindness community at BeKindAndCo.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, please spread some kindness in the review section. And check out my new book, The Negativity Remedy, now available in stores.